Good morning, good morning. It's Animal Central on Cliff Central. Thank you for joining us again today. I'm Yash, I'm Sharon Dale. I'm here with my co-host, Jonathan Sinclair. Good morning. Hi, Jonathan. How's it going, How Chuck? was your week? We uh, missed you last week. Yes, and I did manage to catch the podcast, and yeah, I thought well, it was, was it such okay? a fantastic was show. Okay? Cool. I was really happy, yeah. It was it was a very good show, and of course, you had a very elderly lady on, but you brought out the best in she her. She awesome. You know, yeah. she's been around for 50 years, mm-hmm. and I must admit, there was a, a listener who sent in a question, and, and she... Literally took her down a little bit, which oh, was real. very kind yeah, of. You know, sometimes so. when you bring guests onto the show, you don't know what well, you're going to get I think once you. The you're problem on. was is that this um, lady was based in Ireland, mm. where things are very different mm-hmm. to in South Africa, mm-hmm. and I think our guest Carol thought that she was in South Africa. And of course, Carol is one of the best known behaviorists oh, in been South Africa. Ever, she is mm. amazing, amazing lady. She's well, retired now, but but as I said, the one caller said her dog keeps running around to other houses in the street. Mm-hmm. So obviously the answer was then you shouldn't have mm-hmm. a dog. If you can't keep well, it you on your have property, <laughs> you shouldn't have a dog. But then when we realized afterwards that she was actually calling in from Ireland, uh, yeah, where I don't think they have the big yeah, walls. There's no and the big, palisade no, fences. There, no, yeah. and I think that it's a lot freer. You know, your dog does kind of wander around. So if that caller is listening this week, Aski sorry, sorry. Aski. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now speaking of guests, uh, yeah. today we have Tracy, is it McQuarrie? Tracy McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Tracy McQuarrie. She's another, she's one of the biggest animal angels in the country. She uh-huh. started Barking Mad Dogtown. Okay. She's going to come in and join us. We, we're just waiting for her. She's stuck in traffic. She called me about 10 minutes ago to say, stuck in the mid-range Johannesburg traffic. Yeah, you know, things are back to normal. December things is gone. Forget about those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be looking out for her. She will be with us shortly. Barking Mad is an amazing But shelter. now, is Barking Mad different from Dogtown? Same thing. So it's Same one organization. Thing. It's one organization. Okay. And uh, they're one and of the biggest, one of the best. And, um, you know, I want to find out from her how did this all begin? Mm. What did they do? In terms of marketing, they're, they're amazing. I mean, I, I see their mission is to rescue, rehabilitate, mm. and rehome South Africa's abandoned pets. Yes. yes. Now, that's an amazing mission. That's an amazing mission. And how long have they been around for, Sharon? Do we have any idea? Uh, I don't. I think that's what we'll ask yeah, Tracy. Yeah, I've heard this name throughout my life, though. Mm. I feel like it's been it's around been going for a long for time. A long time. Mm. Tracy is the founder. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you get a lot of shelters. That do a great job out there, some of the bigger ones. You do get smaller ones, but we were discussing in the office yesterday that it's, it is so difficult. Right now, after that whole Christmas fiasco with the fireworks and the dogs mm-hmm, being abandoned, mm-hmm. these shelters are so full, Jono. They are full to the brim. They can't take in any more. And these are no-kill shelters. Yes. So they don't euthanize the dogs. They goodness. stay there for life. Um, Which, in a way, is even more sadder to me. I don't don't know. Look, I don't know. I mean, I think if I was a dog, would I enjoy spending my life in a cage? cage. But but it's not. Look, some of the shelters, you get shelters and you get shelters. But these dogs get walked. They get groomed. There's interaction with other dogs. Then then if they are living a quality life, then that is fantastic. If they're living a quality life. And, I mean, perhaps if you think of a dog locked in a back garden, where it has no human contact, gets fed once a day, and that's it. It's basically the same Maybe thing. Maybe if you're a dog, you might prefer being in a exactly. shelter. Because yeah. you've got that interaction, human interaction. You're there with other dogs. People come. I mean, I went and paid a visit to Fora, which is another wonderful shelter, mm. uh, quite a while back. And... Um, I saw all these people arriving with their children to take these dogs for a walk, which was so heartwarming. It really, really is. The, the dogs really just want attention. I mean, mm. uh, we've all maybe, well, not, I won't say all of us, but we've in, maybe you've been to the SPCA and you mm. see how the dogs just want attention. Yes, they they do. don't really want food or water. I mean, they've got that. At no, sure. They just want love. They want love. Yeah. And tr- I see Tracy's arrived, so maybe Thank we goodness. should play she something the good. Traffic. Play us a good song to all get right. us in the mood and uh, we'll be back with Tracy McQuarrie. Let's do it.
one of my absolute favorite songs by Katy Perry. We're in studio today with Tracy McQuarrie, who is the founder of Dogtown Barking Mad. We're so super excited to have you here today, Tracy, because, mm, you know, we've done a lot of shows. We've spoken to behaviorists. We've spoken to uh, people from Boston Terry Rescue, but we haven't had somebody in from a shelter. And I was saying to Jono earlier, you are one of the biggest animal angels in this country. So thanks for being here wow, today. Wow. Thank you so much. And for giving us this opportunity to no, absolutely. Speak to Tracy, now, we want to find out where did this all begin for you? Have you always had a passion for animals? Yeah, it's, it's always been, you know, I've had my own dogs and I've always tried to find fun activities to do with my own dogs. Um, the crazy part started, I watched a TV show that was on National Geographic called Dogtown, mm. which was, is an animal rescue center. Um, Best Friends Animal Society out in Utah in America. Okay. Um, at the time I saw the program, um, I was a post-production supervisor. So, you know, I had my own business and things were financially very good. So yes, yes. I took a trip out there because I was like, I can't believe they take care of 600 um, wow. dogs that come from really bad backgrounds and they don't say, okay, you're bad with other dogs. Yes. There's no chance for you. They Euthanized. say, okay, yeah. we need to give you a and chance. 600 yes. dogs is no easy thing. It is yeah. huge. Um, so I went there. They did a, a course that was how to start and run your own animal sanctuary. Um, and to be honest, I just really went there to see how they were doing this because um, I'd obviously volunteered at other shelters because it was one of my passions. Nice. Um and when I finished the workshop, even after I finished the workshop, I came back thinking, okay, I'll just go to all the shelters, give them the information, mm, mm. and, you know, carry on with my little TV career. Yes. Mm, little did you know. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, I went at the end of the year. I finished my last project for the year, um, which was the Miss South Africa pageant at the time. Oh, right. Mm. Um, and then I thought, I'll take a break in January, just help the rescue centers, and... Yes. You're still on that break. Yes, but six months later, <laughs> I had to cancel my lease for my Eden Suite. Wow. And, and it be, just became... It and was, that was it. Did yeah. it just snowball into this mm. huge thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, Christmas time is a really hard time mm. for the animal senses. It's, it's terrible. So um, what happened was um, one of my very good friends, um, Benice from Charm, she had said she had 10 dogs in private boarding kennels um, that had to be out during the Christmas period. Mm. So one of my friends lived on a plot, so I said, let's build them little gardens and yes. I'll take care of them over Christmas and they can go back to the <laughs> private kennels. So that was the start of Barking uh, Man. Yeah, they never went <laughs> they back. They never went back. <laughs> oh, and, and then you, you went from there, you grew, you, you're now on well, quite a big property out in Midrand. Yeah, well, what happened was, because um, originally I created the Barking Mad website, um, which was just really a central portal for all the shelters to put their dogs on. So people, if you were looking to adopt a dog, you could type in where you live, what yes. kind of dog what you were looking for. That's a brilliant idea. So simple, but yet yeah. you know and things like that. But yeah. it's, it's also, you know, it's quite an expensive task to do. But because I was in that industry, I was able, like, um, my graphic artist was able to um, create my, my, the stuff for the website. And mm. so that was really what it was going to be until, you know, the Christmas, December that never yes. ended. Um, and then... Once we started the rescue center, like I said, we had 10 dogs, and then... Even that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of dogs. At that time, it was me. So I went from, like, you know, a really fancy production meetings yes. to walking around to with being a covered in me. Yeah. And, but I can tell you something. I've never been so broke. So My body's never been so sore, and I've mm. never been so happy. So it happy. is just so incredibly rewarding. When you see a dog that comes in that can't even function mm. to, like, Go home with a family, jumping in a Learning child's arms, humans. licking the faces. It's like, you know, yeah. everyone just needs a it second It feeds the chance. soul. I think yeah. it doesn't maybe feed the pocket, but it feeds the soul. Definitely. Definitely. And then what happened was we, uh, rent, we rented a place in Medrand. It's two acres. Um, but even that became too mm, crowded. Um, so, um, I really have a very understanding hubby, by the way. I just need to mention that because he went from, you know, a two-income family to, like, supporting my passion. So, um, Tracy, you just have the one center that you f uh, focus on. Yeah. There's we, no other branches or… No. Well, okay. the, the, the website still runs and we promote all the other 
rescue centers because um, that was how we started with the click to feed, um, which I'm very happy to um, announce Montego's come on board again oh, this wonderful. year. So they help us awesome. deliver tons of food to rescue centers around the country, which, exactly. you know, it might be mm. four or five bags here or there, but that's it, a lot of money. Helps. That helps. Yeah, yeah, no, it does help. It's a huge it does help. So what is the – so Dogtown Barking Mad, same company, what, same what it is, NPO? Barking Mad was the website that I created before we started the rescue center. When I realized there was a need for, um, I call them misunderstood dogs, mm-hmm. um, and I've studied animal behavior for years as a hobby, and yes. then once this came into fruition, I, it became a, a serious study. Um, so we created Dogtown, which was the our, our rescue center part of um, oh, the thing. So okay. they're separate entities. Okay. Barking Mad is there as a tool for all rescue centers to use to help okay. them. Our Facebook page is the same. We post dogs from every rescue center, not just our own. Yes. And then Dogtown is the actual rehabilitation actual center. center. Um, and we're 15 people there working wow. with 136 dogs wow. daily. That's a, that's a lot of. So dogs. it went from ten to. And these are employees. These are not volunteers. volunteers. Yes, these, these are, are people you have to pay. And yes, and um, it's you know it's not just uh, anyone. They have to have a animal behaviour qualification of some sort okay. to be able to work okay. at the centre because that's what we focus on. Yes. You know, if another rescue centre has a dog that they are struggling to home for because of a certain behaviour. That's the dogs we take. So then um, you bring them in, then we take train them, rehabilitate dogs. them, and then home them. Some dogs, two weeks there, they sorted some two years, and we're still working on them. Oh. But Tracy, that's awesome because, you know, there's sometimes a bit of politics in the whole rescue. Yeah. And it's, it's so, I've always said rescue sh- should work together, Absolutely. which is what you're doing. I mean, if you want to specifically adopt a border collie, if you don't have one, and you know there is one somewhere else, one. Yeah. yes, but that is to ensure that dog gets a home. That's wonderful. exactly, what and doing. and the guys at um, Border Collie Rescue and Husky Rescue and Pug Rescue, you, you know the breed specifics. Those guys mm, are awesome. They're if, fantastic. If we do pick up a pug, you know we'll just give Cheryl a call yes. and. You know, it's dealt with, yeah. One, it takes that um, pressure away from us in that we're not taking dogs in that don't really need our expertise. And, you know, if you're looking for a pug, you're going to go to pug rescue. If you're looking for a border collie, go to border collie rescue. Mm. Um, They specialize in that breed. They know those breeds very well. And if they don't have a behavior problem, they don't really need to be with with us. With you. And now to let our, our listeners know, Barking Mat is a no-kill shelter, so these dogs are not going to be euthanized. They are going to be rehabilitated, rehomed. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that. But, I mean, I was saying to Jono earlier, if I was a dog, perhaps it would be preferable mm. than being abused, locked in a back garden, to being in a shelter or, yeah, where you've being got ignored, yeah. interaction from humans, you're being trained, you've got other dogs to socialize with. So they do, they live, live a happy life, we, Tracy, don't um, they? We we call ourselves a pro-life in that if the vet has said this dog is in excruciating pain, sure, then sure. it's going to be easier to let it go. Then obviously we're not going to keep a dog alive that's suffering. Um, but if the vet tells us, you know, there's 10% chance, there's we're going to give it that 10% yes. chance to pull through. Um, also, because we are all um, trainers and behaviorists, we spend a lot of time developing programs for the dogs that we make sure they get mental stimulation, right. physical sti- You know, just taking it for a walk isn't even mm. enough. You know, um, our feeding program at the center when we feed the dogs, very few dogs actually get their food in a dog bowl. They okay. get it in some kind of brain toy which stimulates to their stimulate brain. Them. And keeps them, you know, because so the right. mental stimulation is... Probably more tiring than the than the actual the physical, physical yes. walk. Yes. Um, and our volunteer program at the centre is you take part in workshops, and we teach you the stuff that we're teaching the dogs. So you know, it's not really a volunteer program where you can just like pitch and take the dog for mm, a walk kind mm. of thing. You got to. You we're going to train doing. you, and you know, certain dogs have to wear a certain harness because they walk better on that harness. Um, 
aspect. And we are completely a positive reinforcement animal rescue center. We don't yes. believe in an yes. aversive methods for training. Mm. So we have to teach all our volunteers all those things. But when you've reached to like level four of our volunteer program, you're a pretty clued up. You clued up you about know, what you're about doing. The a lot of our guests say that you have to train the human more so than the Absolutely. actual dog itself. Mm. Eh? That yes. seems to be a theme that I've noticed. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we discovered like in the beginning, I mean, you learn as, as the years go on. Um, in the beginning, you were allowed to just like take the dog out for a walk. Mm. And we were realizing that, you know, we're spending all week teaching our dogs specific behaviors. And then it's ruined came with the volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> They're bouncing all over the place yeah. with the volunteers taking advantage of because the dogs are clever. They yeah. know who they can take. They to take and I'm sure a lot of uh, young people want to come do it. And they, yeah, they might not be the pack leader. Forgive me for saying that word, but you know what I mean? Like, so all your hard work is gone in just one walk. Yeah. So yeah. that's when we decided let's take um, build a proper program, mm. um, and it's it's the program we use at the centre is Open Paw, which has been developed by um, Kelly Dunbar, which is Ian Dunbar's yes. wife. It's a yes. really incredible, you know. I've like, read up quite a bit about that. She came to the country a few years ago, um, and the Animal Behaviour um, Consultants of South Africa brought um, Ian and Kelly out, and. What she's developed for people, a lot of the stuff is more for shelter environments where, you know, there's like rows of kennels. Mm-hmm. And um, so that kind of stuff doesn't, um, luckily, we can't use that kind of stuff yes. because we're not in that kind. Luckily, our dogs have like a, at the moment, 10 by 10 meter gardens. Wow. At the new property That's that we've nice. just bought, um, they're 20 by 20 wow. meter wow. gardens. Okay. So, you know, some of our dogs Aww. do struggle when they do go home. But then how many would be in one garden? Are they together? It they? depends. We have okay. some dogs that um, are working on their social skills. Okay. So they may have <laughs> I like to, how you put that. <laughs> so, okay. They may have to live alone and only have supervised dates. Okay. Um, so sometimes there'll be one dog in there. Um, sometimes we have um, a, a two or three dogs that can live together. It really depends. If every dog that comes into the center, you know, their the history comes with them. Mm. We say, okay, we know that history. We're going to yes, think of yes. that history. But we're going to give you a clean slate. And let's see if we give you um, what your needs are. If you revert to that behavior, a lot of the times dogs come into us and they're like, oh, I did this, I did that, mm-hmm. and we do everything to try and get, I mean, it's a bit mean, you know, we're like, they're saying the child pulled the tail and he bit the oh. child, so they, you know, like, we're pulling the tail. Nothing. So, you know, we, we've got to find out, we, we, we take every bit of information that we, we can. And we, we acknowledge it and we work with it. But we do allow the dogs to have a clean slate and try. Um, we build the programs according to what their issues were. Um, and we work with them on those issues. And, yes. you know, the dogs are incredible, especially um, we are very fortunate. We have a lady that creates liver bread for us, for our training. Oh, and <laughs> the, the, those dogs, when they see wow. the liver bread being cut up for training sessions, they know. it's like... Yes, best know. behavior. <laughs> best behavior. But now, Tracy, it's, we had um, Carol O'Leary in last week, uh, the behaviorist, and we were talking about adoptions, and she was saying that a lot of people go to shelters and they adopt with emotion. They don't get feedback on the dog. They don't, they're not allowed to take the dog out for a walk or, and there's no sort of assessment of the dog before to see if there are any problems. So in other words, or, you just adopt on what you see uh, uh, and how you, yes, it makes you feel. Yes, your emotions, you love that little face yeah. and you want it. Do you try and do that, Tracy? Do you, if someone comes in, they want to adopt a dog, do you sort of try and tie in the family lifestyle yeah. with the dog? We, we, one of our um, adopters down in Cape Town actually says to me that um, it's probably like trying to adopt a human child, mm, adopting from mm, us because it's like you to know, make that match. It's a full-on interview. Yeah, it's exactly. Yes. It's a matchmaking. Are there are there home, home checks, things like that? Absolutely. Um, our process is quite a. Um, I think our adoption application form to start off with is probably about eight to ten pages. Some people get in a huff and say. That's too much. I'm not bothered. Mm. Then we know no, that person isn't that suitable. No. Um, the questions on there are little things like what What do you do on weekends for fun? And what mm. you know. So mm. if because it's you, important. If you it, like to sit and read a good book by the swimming pool, then you know maybe a terrier is not going to be your first mm. choice of dog. So we try and um, match the personality of the people 
and their existing dogs. Okay. Which right, is a big thing. Right. We've had lots of families which have fell in love with certain dogs and we always say once you've chosen the dog that you like and we've approved your application part of it, um, Elanza then goes and does a home check, um, meets the family. She doesn't do home checks without meeting the family because yes. um, if they have existing animals as well, we want to you see want how to see they are. They all interact when they're together. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because mm. a lot of times the dogs tell you stuff that the application didn't. Right, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> sure. And I mean, what are you looking for in a home check? You're looking for a secure garden, that the dog has a place, well, shelter certainly. I mean, I'm yeah, one of those that I believe mean, a dog shouldn't stay outside. Yeah, we do. You should be allowed to sleep inside. Yeah, we want. We're looking for um, somebody that's going to take the dog to be a part of their family. You know, and if, can afford if it. If it's going to be stuck out, and um, they can afford the vet bills and stuff. You know, yes. um, but people need to also understand having lots of money doesn't necessarily oh, make no, you a good family not at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we just wanted the dog to be an integral part and like, you know, if everything falls apart, you're still going to take care of the dog. That's yes. not going to be like, you know, new boyfriend comes on board, oh, dog out kind of situation. That is, so that is the worst when you see when relationships break up. Yeah. I know. What Every happens to the day dog? on Facebook, you yeah. see these dogs that have oh, been um, abandoned because there's a divorce. And or or a separation or something like that. But, but see that that dog has never been an integral part of the family. Then if mm. they can do that, I absolutely. Mean, I most mean, of my friends would probably fight to the death to, to make the sure they got their, their dog. dog. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. more I mean, so than the kids. Probably you know, you know. just abandoned. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> yeah, you said it. You don't yeah. have kids. <laughs> But Tracy, that that's awesome. And and do you get a lot of volunteers that come in and want to help and get we involved? We do. Um, we noticed like our level one um, of the workshop is teaching you basic dog body language. Mm. Um, you know, it's silly things like where they think because the tail's wagging, it means the dog's happy. Not, not all the oh, time. Oh, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, you know, um, and then the first workshop, you don't really get to do too much interaction with the dogs. It's more observing and then helping us around the center, you know, cleaning yes. and so that's wonderful for kids and yeah. teenagers yeah. to come and they have do. to start from the bottom. We don't we, we don't mm. allow um, people under sixteen without a supervised right. adult. Yes, um, mainly because you know, and also like a group of young people tend to be quite noisy. Yeah, and it sets the dogs sets off. off. It's mainly because we we've got to, people have got to understand that Dogtown is a rehabilitation center. We're not just a you know, not all our dogs are happy chappies. And yeah, happy you're not chappies. just your regular yeah, shelter. You're actually trying children. to change behaviors. Yes. So. And, I mean, talking about that, the ones with behavioral problems, do you get a lot of those? You know, we, uh, pit bulls, for example, are you a place of safety where people can take a pit bull um, that's been abandoned or we, has behavioral issues? We take on um, – we, we don't have any uh, breed mm. restrictions, mm. Um Sadly, quite a lot of the dogs that do get handed over mm. to us are. Um, it's, it's tragic. They're not necessarily pit bulls, but they're a, a pit blend yes. of some other dog or a terrier blend of some sort. Um, I think it's one of the misunderstood breeds totally, totally um, in the world. Um, but, you know, we, we understand, we work with what they are genetically built with. Mm. Um, but, you know, that doesn't make every dog behave in a certain way we take every dog as an individual as an individual mm. and, um, most and of our um train accordingly two of our um we call them neutral social dogs so like if we bring a, a strange dog into the center um I, I didn't get to it early when you said we assess the dog find out things that make it tick do they like it when a ch- child runs past uh, what do they yes. think about a cyclist going past right or a horn beating they get on with cats for example exactly so we do do all those um we do it initially when they come in, but the, and we go back to it because you know in maybe yeah, six months' time. Yeah, the day they come in might be yeah, different. Might we have changed. a two. We call it the two-week honeymoon period where they come in. Where two weeks, you know, if you build a bond with them in those two weeks, you kind of sorted. But yes, anyone that hasn't built a bond with them—that's oh, what two Carol weeks. was saying as well. You got that honeymoon period mm. where you will see if problems come out, and families need to understand that when the dog goes to their new home you know time to settle give them time Mm, so you know not day two he chewed my shoe he's coming back (laughs) yeah does that happen tracy um well our policy is if you adopt a dog from us we are committed to that dog for its entire life Mm. so if if for any reason um no question that that dog comes back to us and um 
we normally find uh, people that uh, our our biggest problem is um, dogs that are scared of thunder oh, or yes. fireworks, um, because that's a very um, difficult thing to manage if you're not with the mm, dog. Mm. Um, so that that's one of our big problems with dogs, and um, and that's every breed. That's that's not it a is. specific. In fact, breed. one of the things <laughs> I would like an adoption form is: will you stay at home on New Year's Eve with your dog? Yeah, yeah. because don't leave them alone. You know what's going to happen? It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, the it, I don't know if the thunderstorms here at the moment are, but I mean, we get calls. You know, if somebody calls us to say they want to rehome their dog, our first thing is like, can one of our behaviors come out and see if we can help you yeah. solve the yeah, solution solve in your problem. home? Let's keep you, your dog in the home environment. Um, and at the moment, probably about 80% of our calls are like, you know, every time there's a thunderstorm, the dog's like trying to get out and the dogs mm. really hurt themselves. Yeah. I know. It's shocking. I mean, we had uh, concerned citizens against fireworks in the studio, Taryn, and it's just... I mean, you, you yeah. in the shelter, busy, you've seen the Facebook post. Yeah. It is just, it breaks your heart. And I just get mm. angry because then, you know, after the event, everybody's saying, oh, lost dog, lost yeah. dog. But make sure your dog is safe. Stay at home with it. Do whatever it takes. But you know, fireworks is one thing, but then with but thunderstorms. Then thunderstorms is completely, yeah. and it almost Can't always seems predict like it's when getting they're going to come. Tracy, you know? I'm I don't know sure the storms, are, they must be worse because we have, even dogs that had maybe a mild mm. thunderphobia mm. this this season, we've we've really struggled. I mean, if you go to the center about three o'clock today, there's yes. probably about a few of the dogs with the thunder shirts on. They've, right. they've been right. given their Nutricom tablet, Ready preparing for the afternoon. For the afternoon. You know, and that's one of the things at the center that I'm very grateful to our incredible supporters. You know, if we say, you know. Charlotte is terrified of thunder. We really need to buy her a thunder yes. shirt. Someone, please, could somebody someone get us? Come in and and help. you know, somebody comes every time. And you know, a thunder shirt isn't a cheap no, thing no, to buy. Sadly, they're not. The cheap. brain toys that we feed our dogs from are not cheap, but it's such a crucial part of making the dogs stay in the animal shelter mm, pleasant. as pleasant mm. as possible. Mm. And you know, some of those dogs were going to be working with their problems for months, years. Yes. So you know. We really want to make sure it's, if not better than being in in a family's yes. home, you know, it's the next best thing. No, sure. Yeah. And I mean, you you were saying the the open paw, and I know I think you also make use of Tellington Touch. Yes, which is also a great great method for for helping, some, especially the fearful fearful dogs. Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of our uh, trainers is about to go on her next tea touch. You know, we we also invest in our trainers and behaviorists and try and encourage them to study more and to, you know, get more knowledge because, you know, we call it a trainer's toolbox. If you have as many tools in your toolbox as possible, if you know about as many different training methods as possible, um, you know, you're going to be able to, if this doesn't work with this specific dog, you can try this. You know, so um, at the moment as well, we also have skillful partners. They come um, twice a week. And give our trainers and behaviors extra lessons, you know, teaching oh, them wonderful. other. So they're always up to speed. Constant skills developing. Yes, yes because, uh, so, I mean, if I want to now adopt a, a, a dog, I think it's a wonderful idea, especially I see you also have a retirement center for the older dogs. <laughs> Shady pies. And they yeah. are so <laughs> often overlooked because people yeah. got an older dog. We want the cute little puppy. No. But there's so many benefits to having an older dog. Mm. They're more stable. Yeah. They're more calm. Yeah. Yes, they're calm. And they get overlooked. And they house trained. So sad. Yeah. Mm. You know what's really nice? About the people who come to Dogtown to adopt, you know, they're not looking for your cute puppy kind of dog because we don't have. Don't you do puppies? Tracy? We we do puppies if it's a puppy or if it's a litter that they can already see behavioral problems oh, are, okay. are coming up. Then we will take the puppies on and you know take them through their learning period and. Yes. You know, once they get to 12 weeks, then we'll start looking at adopting them out once we've, you know, had done lots of socializing with them. Um, but generally puppies are not something we concentrate on because, you know, there are many great Mm, rescue centers mm. out there that do concentrate that do on concentrate puppies. on puppies. Mm. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, do you find that more people are adopting these days? 
Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I think well, it's that's good news. way more totally. cooler to have to have an, an adopted dog. There's been a lot more dog. awareness of what really, mm. where the dogs in the pet shops come from. Oh, yes. yes. I remember my eye-opener was watching that episode of Oprah mm. with the puppy mills. Yeah, yeah. That was when I knew, you know. It's, it's, it's shocking. I mean, uh, there was something on this week again about a pet store that's mm, being looked mm, at yeah. with puppies where their tails were docked, which is I- illegal. Yes. You know, you're not allowed to do that. Mm. You know, so please, please, please don't go to a, a pet shop to buy your puppy. Rather go to one of the shelters or if you do want a specific breed, find a, you know, you say reputable breeder. But mm. Do your homework because yeah. re- a, a, re- a registered breeder means nothing. Yes, it, it actually means nothing. You've got to do your homework, speak to people, go to the facility, have a look. Mm. How the well, there'll always be a market. People want purebred dogs, but there so are plenty of purebred dogs. Rescue, yes. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of purebreeds. I mean, um, we get a lot of, of because we're we're, we're all encompassing shelter. We get a lot of. Pure breed dogs. Obviously, if there's a if it's a border collie, we'll yes. call border collie border husky. We'll call yes. husky. But um, you know, there's pretty much any there's dog you can think oh, yes. of. If you look and you you will find the dog you want. But that's good news, Tracy. So more people are being. I I find it so heartwarming. I I go to a lot of events, and these days you find people there with pride, saying, "This is my rescue dog. Yeah. This is my rescue dog," and it's become. So wonderful that more people are going there. It's becoming fashionable to give a dog a home. But it's something I don't understand because, like in everything else in the world, you know, uh, you know, if you've got like your um, one of a kind Prada dress, you know, that's that's the best kind of dress to wear. But I mean, if you've got a pedigree, like there's like, Mm. you know, that's more like a, you know, something that's in a a shop where everyone can buy it. Whereas if you've got those one of a kind little wishes, exactly. These cute that. little faces that you don't know. And you know, no one is ever going to have one just <laughs> no, like that. Never, yeah. never, and never. I mean, especially when you like look at it and you try and guess what breeds are in it. I mean, it's some of the ones like <laughs> on most of the software that you, they develop for like animal shelters to put their information on. They always ha- ask you to like what kind of dog. Is this, you yes. know, like sometimes we look at the dog and we're like, kind of guess yeah. it's a dog. What is it? It's just a dog. What is its closest <laughs> yeah. relative? It has I some features of, of this. I, of some, yeah. I know we have no clue what's in his background, but, but Tracy, now in terms of cruelty, now this is something I've always wanted to find out more about. Cruelty cases. Can people report it to you? Would a shelter like yourself have the authority to go in and confiscate the dog? No. Or do you always, is the SPCA the only organization that has that right? Anyone that has a registered inspector, as far as I'm aware, can um, go out and do the cruelty cases. Um, you know, I think if there's like a stray dog running on the street, we're mm. allowed to go and catch it and mm. try and, you know, if it needs medical yes. attention, get it to the um, the vet and get it treated. But, you know, we're not classified as a pound and municipal bylaws say that, you know, if a, if a dog is found, it has to go to the pound. That is probably the first place. If you've lost a dog, you not everybody knows mm. about Dogtown. Okay. No, no. You know what I mean? So the first the go animal to the SPCA branches. So the person who's lost their dog um, is going to go to SPCA to look for their dog. Um, a lot of people also take them to the local vets because yes. that's also where they're going to go look. You know, it's it's a bit big of us to think that everybody in South Africa knows who we are kind of thing, yeah. which they don't. So if we have the dog sitting at our centre, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yes, we can network it and get the word out there, but not everybody's on Facebook. And you obviously scan, scan all the dogs, obviously. Yeah. 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 Every dog that's adopted from us Has leaves the centre with a chip. Mm, okay. um, well, Brilliant. actually, as they come in, they're chipped. Yes. So yeah. every dog in our centre is already vaccinated, chipped, sterilised. Um, you know, it's not something we leave till they're adopted. Yes. As they come in, it's mm. done. When they leave, they also leave with um, a collar and our dog tag mm. details on the wow, dog. Hey. Um, so, you know, if we mainly do that as well, that if the dog is picked up, we're the first port of call. So we know this dog's yes. got out. Yes. So we need to have a word with the family to find out why this is happening. Right. So, no. you know, it's it's quite a daunting task because, you know, we're five years in now, so that's a lot of dogs that oh, have been adopted. That's a lot of wow. dogs. But, I mean, that's another thing. You make a good point there is to adopt from a shelter 
actually is so reasonable in terms of money. You're paying because it's already small, sterilized. It's sterilized, it's microchipped. It's gone through And in a this bed. case, they're already it's trained. Been trained. <laughs> it's been Wow. You know, what a great deal. deal. And you're saving a life. You, you're well, you're saving two lives. You say, yeah. Because you're saving the, the life of the dog and you're making space, space for, a for new another one. one. Exactly. Oh, such exactly. a good way to think about it. Because sadly, we always have a waiting list. I mean, our waiting list is full. I mean, always. Fe- as you say, festive season is the worst time. Yeah. So right now, you're full, full. We're full, full. Um, we are, um, we've, we've bought a new property, um, out towards Hartabee's. Area, it's 50 acres. Wow. So we are nice. going to build it bigger and better. At the moment, you're yes. only on two. two. Now you're going to oh, 50. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wow. But <laughs> okay. a, a, a lot of our structures we're going to be building there are going to be like social play areas and, um, you know, trying to create activities for the dogs outside their gardens. But also their mm. gardens are going to be double the size, so they're going to be bigger there. At um, the moment, what is your maximum capacity for dogs? At, well, at the moment, we're already past our capacity. We have a dog already, two dogs already in private boarding kennels, which costs mm. us a small fortune. Oh. Yes, but um, it it was dogs where like we had to go and save it, or someone's going to shoot it. Yeah. After, you know, it, it you had a, to do it. Okay, it, our choice was that, or mm. you know, leave the dog to. But to Tracy, the world how sort do out. you? I mean, I I do a dog and a cat magazine. And the stories that I get every day, sometimes I sit there and I literally, you feel so angry. Mm. How do you cope, Tracy, with that? You must have times when some person <laughs> phones you and says, oh, we don't want our dog for a ridiculous reason mm. or an abuse case. How do you keep control? Um, I personally am very blessed because I have Elanza and Candy. Mm. Um, Candy takes in most of the... Um, she's the Barking Mad Network lady. So she takes in most of the people that are wanting to rehome their dog because they're leaving for Australia tomorrow. So she mm, deals with a lot of I those. Know. They wait till the last minute. Yeah. Mm. And it, well, sometimes they, they've left us to the last minute because they weren't aware of us. They have tried other avenues, yes. but you know, it's not easy to, to rehome dogs. And you know, a lot of people haven't put the effort that we've been putting into our rescue dogs where, um, We've been giving them training and socializing. You know, some people have their dogs and they maybe walk them around their block, but they don't meet other dogs. Yes. They don't meet other people. They don't mm. meet other children. So they're difficult the to home. You can't just no, sure. uproot those dogs who have formed a family unit with these people. I ask mm. why not take them with? Drop them. I mean, it is possible. If yeah, you well, there's no quarantine dog, now. Why not? If you're going to immigrate, budget in. The mm. airfare or the transport is of possible, the dogs. Yeah. It's much cheaper now with no quarantine. So, um, I mean, I, I remember even before I started um, Barking Mad in Dogtown, um, my hubby was offered a job um, in America. And we seriously thought about it. But we had at that time a little uh, German Shepherd girl who was completely terrified of thunder. So an aeroplane flight would have just Mm. been so traumatic for her. Plus, she was getting older. Her back end wasn't doing so good. So, you know, we just at that time as a family decided, well, it's not a good time. Not the good time. Mm. That's fantastic to put. Because they are members. They should be members of your family. I mean, you wouldn't leave your kid behind. you wouldn't leave your kid behind. You know, work around. We, We did a a story in the next issue, February issue, of this lady who took her two dogs to France. And what a wonderful story to show that it can be done. But is it and in all countries that there's no quarantine? Um, th- there's one, there's, there is one country that still has it. But I mean, quarantine it's not the majority. It the UK? No, UK doesn't have quarantine oh, really? anymore. And one of my very good friends, Jennifer, she left South Africa to go to the UK, put her dogs in the six months quarantine. Yes. She actually moved to London close to the quarantine area so she could be with them. And she only really started her her life in that country and building that life once, once she got her dogs back once she got her dogs so back so you literally can put your dog on the plane here i mean obviously there's legalities and and yeah, you checks have to, you go, have to go through yeah. but and collect them on the other side yeah so wow. that's not even an issue anymore that they're going to be in a no. shelter but no. i i just i often think how these people like yourselves keep control because I would literally want to lend based half these people on the phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are it you is, thinking? Yeah, why did you, you know? get the dog yeah. in the first place? <laughs> it must be difficult to be all polite and, it is and speak to these people. very difficult. And you know something, um, most of us who work in rescue, we, we do 
make this mistake where you, you do sometimes get angry and mm, you're like, I'm how sure. can you leave your dog? And how, why would you do this? And, you know, instead of, you know, maybe approaching it in a different way, just saying, I accept your challenge. Mm. Um, could we maybe assist you? Yeah, maybe this? send someone to your house to train yeah, you. Yeah, you know, we need to do more of it. A lot of the time, people are not educated about, you know, people who work in welfare every day understand that this mm. is the problem, that mm. if your dog's going but here. There are problems. People legitimately experience problems. But then, as you say, get a behaviorist in, try and work something out. A, a lot out. of time we get, ah, oh, we've tried everything with our mm. dog. And we're like, what behaviors did what you call you out? They're like, yes. uh, no. Yeah, we didn't do well, that. Well, we were saying to Carol, <laughs> is that, is it not come to the time that when you take on a dog or a puppy, you should, in fact, like with a child, where you're going to have a pediatrician and you're going to have your yeah, and they're support. going to go to crash and they're yeah. going to learn socialization you, skills. Should we yeah. not all have a behaviorist available to us? And puppy socialization yeah. is a definite must. Yeah, that it's definitely no becoming debate. more popular. The puppy training. Mm. Um, and it, it's like you said, it's one of those things, you know, you're asking this species of animal to come live in your world, in your rules, mm, yes. without teaching without them sharing. how yeah. to live with you harmoniously yeah, it doesn't understand English. You can't give exactly. it a manual to read. Mm. So, you know, it's like dropping you off in the middle of a shopping center mm. and everybody uh, is speaking a different language. And I'm telling you in a language, go buy me a packet of crisps. Yeah. And you don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, what are you and, saying? No. And then I come back and shout at you because you didn't get me. Chris, you got me a chocolate. No, exactly. But now, Tracy, you've got, and I was looking at your website, so many wonderful initiatives that you've done for fundraising. I know we posted one on our Facebook, the SMS campaign, and when you put a different dog on every week, which is wonderful because you see this little face, and you go, oh, a quick SMS, what's a 10 rand yes. going to cost you? Foxy was the one yesterday that we posted. So please go and look on Canine Zone. <laughs> please SMS for Foxy. But then you also do a whole lot of other other things as well. Didn't you have the bricks? Yes, um, because we've bought the new property. I mean, we got all excited that we finally found a property. We built it. Uh, we bought it. Um, now we've got to build it. So, so you're going to move to Harties yes. now soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's quite a huge task because we want to build everything better now and make mm. sure that um, I brought all the plans. That place I went to in Utah, they gave me all their plans of their um, setup that mm. they have there. So we've got we've got up. We've had the plans for five years. We just wow. we haven't had the opportunity. So now we're just desperately fundraising to try and build the center now because. We know once we can get the dogs there, it's going to be even better for the dogs. We can help a few yes. more. Yeah, Tracy, that's what I wanted to ask you. When you're done with this new place, how much is your capacity going to increase? Is it going to double? Is it going to? No, we have a rule at the center where you can't have, um, for every 10 to 15 dogs, you have to have one caregiver trainer. Oh, okay. So, okay. because so it, it is impossible for somebody to take mm. care of 20, 30, 40 dogs, you know, and so make to get sure more dogs, you need more employees. Yeah. And okay. because our employees have to have some kind of qualification mm-hmm. in animal behavior or training, you know, it's a little That's bit more difficult to find the person. We have been very blessed where we have people that are really qualified for their jobs and they work for much less than if they were in the private yes. Yeah. industry. Yes, because they do it. But I suppose they're not in this for the for, money. For the yeah. money. And, and what about businesses? I know you mentioned Montego earlier on that does do a lot. I know um, Complete Pet Food has done all these campaigns and all the rest. Do you get support from big businesses? Um, Montego is definitely our biggest. They mm, came up they when I, when I first created that website before we had our own center or anything, Montego came on and said, we'd like to help give food to the rescue centers. Yes. Um, that's Johan. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Uh, man. We, we what, had, excuse my ignorance. What does their business do? What are they all about? Montego's dog food. Dog food. It's dog food. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But, um, at our rescue center, we feed our dogs only Montego. Um, if we do get, other brands of food donated to us, we send that out to our click to feed project because a lot of our dogs have specific needs. We need to make sure that, you know, some of our dogs have sensitive tummies. Yes. Some of them have certain behavior and issues on and brand, diet, diet yeah, you know, make can difference. make a huge difference. So, you know, if we know everybody's on their own food, um, we do have, um, for some of our dogs that have special needs, um, champion pet foods, which is Akana and Origin. Yes. Um, they sponsor five. They of our rescue dogs with, ver- with their special brand. diet needs. Um, 
So Montego has been donating food for our Click to Feed project, which is if you go onto the website, BarkingMad.coza, you click on it and every click is like a tenth of a bowl. So every ten clicks, Montego gives us a bowl of food. Oh, okay. I mean, and it the takes only no reason time. you go on there, you click and you but feed can you, a dog. Can I click more than like a You can, can click five click a day. <laughs> you can click the thing go crazy. Five, click five per day. Yes. We, we're okay. obviously, there the you more, go, Jonah. There's yeah, a challenge day for us every day five. this week. Okay. <laughs> obviously, the more people that we get to advertise on that way, on the website, which is, is a great tool to get to a large market mm. of um, animal lovers. Yes. Um, every every piece of advertisement that happens on that page, that money goes to click to feed. Mm. It doesn't come to Dogtown, yes. our own rescue center. And Montego do not um, donate food to Dogtown as part of the click to feed either. Okay. Um, because the, okay. the click to feed was created before Dogtown was created. And I... I personally at that time created that for the other rescue centers. So that will always be a tool for the other rescue centers around there. I mean, the, the, certainly the dog food companies, the pet industry, they should, I feel, be donating mm. a certain amount of their Especially, profits. Especially, you know, when they, when they, but even their not their profits, just their food. I mean, if they're also, in food, then yes, yeah, like. Or product. But I've seen also a lot of, Companies non-pet related, like Pam Golding Estates, that have got very involved. I'm not sure, but I've heard that Coca-Cola also does quite a bit, which is which is great that these companies. I know they have social Mm. responsibility budgets, and most Mm. of that goes to human needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think what a wonderful way. And they don't really get much out of it. I mean, I mean, they get a little bit of advertising on the website, but mostly it's goodwill. Yeah. To them, if I see that somebody. I mean, Pam Golding, if I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to go to yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Because some people do not care about animals. Exactly. And people don't realize how powerful the animal it's network is. Powerful. We are like seriously loyal. Mm. You know, like. Oh, something yeah. spreads like wildfire. Somebody this says something. Yeah, if somebody like says something about Montego that is not, you know, what I mm. think is Accurate. right, yes. I will have a say yes. because I'm like, you know. These guys took a chance when this mm. Barking Mad face, um, Barking Mad website could have right. fell flat right. and they put their money where their mouth was from the beginning. I contacted every food yes. brand in the beginning mm. and he came on board from the beginning. So we are, we are very loyal, loyal to them, yeah. yes. but they are very loyal to rescue. You know, if they were, you know, as long as they're loyal to the rescue, we're loyal mm-hmm. to, no, no, absolutely. to them. And I mean, I know you say like the advertising is little, but I mean, our, our website, you know, it receives hundreds of thousands mm. of visits a month. Really? And word it is spreads. Word spreads. And I, there are so many animal lovers in this country. Yeah. So many. Mm. And it becomes, there's this brand loyalty yes. to that. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the case of, okay, it wasn't tied in with, with rescue, but Buddy the Boxer mm. on Toyota, so many people <laughs> saw that ad. They would not forget it. Mm. And it's the same with mm. – and, and I do believe that big business, certainly the pet care industry, I know some of them more support the dog shows and, and that sort of thing. But I think each – there's a challenge today. Yes. Let's put out this challenge that every dog-related company donates a percentage of profits to a charity of the – shelter mm. of their choice. Exactly. Mm. Making a difference. Um, the businesses – I think all the animal rescue centers struggle a little to get the business side involved. Mm. I mean – they all have their social responsibilities and sadly, you know, dogs, cats, pets, we're kind of mm. at the bottom of the it's hierarchy yes. when it comes yes. to, you know, even if the, the business itself are animal lovers, they, they put in their money more into like into rhinos oh. and, you know, even if they do like animals, the dogs are still at the bottom mm. of So is it okay that. for companies to spend their CSI budget or whatever on Animals alone. You don't have to donate it to human charities. I think you, or it's your choice. I, really. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I, your choice. You know, obviously a lot of them want to do more human based. Um, well, do, mm. do both. Yeah. You know, mm. do both. Let's, let's make a difference. But Tracy, now if people want to get involved and help you, how do they go about it? I know your website is www.barkingmad.co.za. Yeah. Um, how else? How great, can they help? great interaction with us is Facebook and Twitter. Um, our Facebook page is now over 52,000 wow. people. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, you know, so we're, um, we're also quite a tight little network. You know, somebody mm. says something bad and, you know, everybody's there <laughs> oh, to back yes. up and stuff. So, uh, and, you need some support. And, and equally, if I say something stupid, they're not, they're okay. not scared yes. to tell me I said something. 
something. So you can take as much as you can. It's a powerful army out there. I tell you what. Awesome. But Tracy, before we end the conversation, I want to know about your personal animals. What what is your thing at home like? Uh, yeah, you know, you know that whole thing where they say the um, the plumber's house always yes, has all the hairdressers here. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, see? laughs> okay. that's kind of my house. So I have I have a motley crew at home. Um, I have um, it, it. Actually, kind of is my journey. So my eldest dog I have um, is a German Shepherd, oh. which was before I became involved with rescue and stuff and before I knew better and stuff. So that one I... Has I, been with you through mm, it all. Has mm-hmm. been through it with me all. Th- my next little girl after Amir is Nikki. She was, while I was still working in TV, I found her running by the Mnet building and I caught her and I couldn't find her family. So mm-hmm. I eventually kept her. Um, then um, I started volunteering at the Sampton SPCA, and they had a litter of puppies. And mm. I, you know, I. So d- how many have you got right now? I've got four. Oh, four. Oh, that's not too bad. But have you only got dogs? That's you not got too cats? bad. Dogs. Only you're a dog person. Huh? <laughs> yes. The, the, one of the things it's like Dogtown is only dogs as well. It's mm. because that's where our expertise is. Yeah. You know, yeah. focus. We and study on dogs. On we we cover all the disciplines of dog behavior. Um, so we're, we're specialists in dogs. You know, mm. if we decide to um, branch out into other animals, we need to find people that are qualified, qualified in that area. So people can get involved. They can donate. They can volunteer to help you. Or they can click. Everything. Or they, they can, can click. click. They can click. And away. one of our biggest things, our biggest fundraisers, yes. is our SMS campaign. SMS so campaign. If they can SMS dog. To three eight nine one nine, it donates ten rand. So let's dog repeat that. Three eight one one one. SMS dog to three eight nine one nine. Oh nine one nine. Three eight okay. nine one one. Perfect. Oh. Easy to do. And it's going to cost you ten rand. Three eight nine one nine. So and and okay. that gives us ten rand. And we try and aim if we can get hundred and fifty SMSs a day, we know our food bill's covered for Fantastic. the month. And so it's that is little. That is our target. And it's I mean, cost you ten rand. It's, it's like nothing. at the moment with our campaign, we're doing it's for the new leader of Dogtown. So we're doing mm-hmm. like a presidential campaign with our dogs, um, and you know we were we were talking about it the other day where. Um, if the dogs need to get, you have to vote for the who you want as the leader, which of the four dogs you choose to be the new um, dog oh, father of Dogtown. And you the know, dog when, father, the dog father. When, when you compare that to like some of these shows on TV where they get like millions of votes, yeah. and this singer mm-hmm. to and yeah, I'm like, like idols. Yeah, let's, let's get the same numbers as idols. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, be awesome guys. This but conversation is no, fascinating. I know we could stay such here forever. But Tracy, let's just carry on, Sharon. <laughs> before we let Tracy yes, go, yes, what yes. is the song? That we are about to play. Okay, we're playing an awesome song written by Pat Bar Sanders, who's actually the fundraiser at Barking Mad. This song is just too beautiful. Listen to the words. So it was written we for Dogtown, not or Barking written Mad. specifically uh-huh. for Dogtown, but it's it's a song that really touches a lot of hearts, and it's helped to, to get money donated in. So we're going to play out with that today, and then um, next week we're going to have Oh No No Dear, yeah, the Spider Man, the Spider Man. I was bitten by a spider. Oh no, God, he's yeah, supposed so I'm high to come on today. meds right now. <laughs> if I did sign it, but he was supposed, to, yeah. But he's in next week. He's bringing a couple of tarantulas. Which uh. should be quite fun. To see the reaction thank of everyone. Thank goodness this is a radio show. Yes, yes, thank goodness. <laughs> I, I might, you might hear some guttural screams coming from <laughs> the studio next week. But All please right. remember in ending, go out and get Canine Zone magazine. Follow us on Canine Zone Facebook page. We're playing out with the Pat Bar Sanders song. Thank you for joining us. Bye.